welcome back to the Mental Health Skip for the third episode. So today we're going to take a step back from, you know, the formal interviews that we normally have. Um, we have a lot of exciting guests, but in the coming weeks, so listen up for that. But today we are kind of having a little conversation on podcast, and I'm joined with one of my friends, Rihanna McArdle, um, who is a law student at Queen's, <laughs> and we are going to discuss the pressures of growing up in a social media-oriented world and how that can kind of take a toll on your self-esteem. Now, I've said before on the podcast that social media is a platform that can either be used in a positive or negative way. It's very much so how and what you use it for. Personally, I have kind of like a love-hate relationship with my phone, and that's, I think, it's, it's the same with certain apps. For instance, Snapchat. I love it because you can talk to friends and you know you're always having someone to speak to and it's, it's really really beneficial for me when I'm on my own at home things like that there but then at the same time I can actually detest it and I think it's because um, I'm a very sentimental person so whenever the Snapchat memories come up from last year and you're, you're sitting and you can't go out and things like that then that's hard and um, then sometimes you can just get frustrated because I'm like the type of person that loves in-person conversation and um, it doesn't give you that element of communication and then sometimes I feel like it distracts me from other things that I should be doing. So it really is about self-control and how to manage it. So we're going to kind of discuss that today. Have you ever felt like that, Rihanna? Yeah, but mine, my love-hate relationship mostly lies like Instagram. Yeah. As definitely. opposed to Snapchat. Yeah, like I actually have, like I picked up so many interesting like surveys and statistics about Instagram. And I think it's the one that has such a detrimental effect oh, on my health. Like completely and I feel like I'm going to be really criticizing everything to do with social media today but I do want to say how that without social media and our phones life would genuinely be so hard for us I think I think I would have actually went crazy at lockdown if, I if it's used phone. in the right way it's a good thing it's yeah, a positive factor yeah, it's how you kind of use it and how it affects your life but yeah but especially like during lockdown whenever we had no other opportunity oh you're on that flight people. yeah honestly and then it does have a lot of detrimental effects and if you don't know how to use it for the right reasons or manage it we are going to have a little discussion outlining these kind of issues and then we're going to discuss the ways that we kind of feel that may better that for you and especially for your mental health and your self-esteem so i actually found out the other day that the first iphone came out 11 years ago and like that's the, the very first iPhone. So since then, and like that's a really short space of time for how reliant people are on it. Like it, apparently now um, it's estimated that people are on social media every single day, five hours or more, which is like, that that's is just such, that's yeah, a big chunk out of your day. Like because when you're sleeping and things like that, then that's obviously taken away from yeah. 24 hours. But then you spend five of them hours on your phone. And like, I mean, it's probably like we've done it probably loads of times, which is kind of scary. And I was actually reading up about screen time and usage and I found these statistics and they're kind of worrying because I actually can kind of relate to them. But um, around three in ten of the two thousand people in the UK who responded to the survey said that they check their phone as soon as they wake up. I hundred percent do that. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I then, wouldn't really go on. I would kind of more so save. Yeah, just like look at your notifications. Yeah. yeah. And then two in ten said that they check their phones while dining out at restaurants. My mom, if you're listening, oh my goodness, she goes mad at me every single time for this because if I if I was sitting at the dinner table, you kind of forget that you're like sort of it's like it's like a nice experience. Yeah, and you, you kind of forget you shouldn't be like family time. Yeah, you don't need it. You don't need to be on your phone. So we were I'm, never ever allowed phones at dinner tables. Like my dad never. Yeah, that's so never good. Whereas no, yeah, like, like, almost still if we're at dinner, all eight of us we just don't have. Yeah, well, that, I think that's like things that should be employed, and like that would like decrease 
obviously your screen time and things like that there. So even if like you're going out for dinner, like maybe just think about not even bringing your phone. Like you're yeah. only going to be away for two hours most. So why not even just... And enjoy the time. Yeah, of, like value things yeah. that are really important in life. And then one in 10 said that they have even checked their phone in the cinema. 100% I've done this as well. And my friends also <laughs> like, oh, this is really, really typical. Yeah. And the bad advice today, because honestly, I do that as well. But um, and aside with the kind of things that we don't really like look into, medical professions constantly are voicing their concerns about excessive smartphone use, um, especially for children, because I think it's actually becoming more increasingly um used for for, yeah. for children like you know to like some parents would give their like toddlers yeah, for like an, an iPad yeah. yeah for just for distractions you can pick up there and I think that I don't agree with that um but I thought it scared everyone on this that they are so it's actually one of them is altered brain chemistry so that that would like immediately um you know react to your depression anxiety and increase it and things like that there so obviously we're going to discuss a few like causes of that which like as you said instagram would be one of them and then decreased quality of real life relationships that's one thing that i was saying that like because so like snapchat can annoy me because you're talking to someone but you're not actually talking talking yeah to it's them. different than in person yeah it's completely different um and then insomnia well like that's kind of i suppose that's the link with the sleep whenever you go to bed apparently you're not meant to be on your phone for two hours and um, before you go to sleep like i don't think anyone has i've never <laughs> met anyone that ever does that but I can see why, like, if you're not tired and then you go on and watch something that, like, really, like, makes you think, like, yeah. watch a video that makes you think about something, then your mind is going to be kind of, yeah. like, overreacting at that kind of you time, time of night. Things, yeah. yeah, you're thinking about different things and, um, like, this obviously going to prevent your sleep and then it makes you, like, you'll sleep later. And then if you're maybe upset, someone's, like, someone's speaking to you in, like, the wrong kind of way, that's obviously going to affect you as well. I find whenever I... Like go through Facebook or Instagram at night and watch like videos and do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whenever I can't sleep, I wake up anxious the next morning. I don't know why. Yeah. That always happens to me. If so, I'm up on my phone really late at night. So that really does anxious. prove how like, oh, yeah, I wake up so anxious the yeah, next morning. Can affect it. But um and then again, so that's obviously an issue which we're also going to talk about. But BT BT Internet actually did a survey <laughs> as well. And they clarified with children with higher screen time, particularly more than two hours per day tend to have more depressive symptoms um, and um, I think that's kind of shocking because like that really does show you like in the past podcasts I've been doing I've been saying how like um, mental health is really increasing as the, as like from younger ages yeah. and like you would only like sort of relate mental Associated health with, with like, with, like teenage yeah, class, teenagers, yeah. students and things like that there but now that um, it's saying that like, like children are more important like symptoms of depression that is really worrying and it kind of maybe does link with the social media and like the obsessiveness with that and I don't think a lot of people understand that or like even know that they just think yeah. they're doing them good by giving them an iPad or whatever to watch YouTube mm-hmm. Like and that. like it's absolutely unbelievable how it actually links to physical problems as well because adults who spend four hours a day and um, in front of their screens in their spare time have a significant link to cardiovascular problems and um, compared to people who don't who would use their phones less than two hours a day so that's so that's basically me kind of encouraging us all to drastically decrease <laughs> um your screen time well try to anyway um it would it would help because obviously we're going to be talking about the mental and physical issues and you know it's really really important to sort of take control if you are feeling down if you're feeling like your anxiety is high like really start to take apart the reasons where, where it's coming from and if it is social media then you should really try and think of ways you can try and tackle that so i think this would be really beneficial for you so i actually find the power of social media and your mind really really interesting and i have found this little survey 
that highlights a lot of really interesting points. So I'm going to discuss them, Rhiannon, and then you can sort of expand on them if you think you can relate to them as yeah. well, because I know what I will. But um, according to the survey, Instagram, as we have both stated, is the worst social network for self-esteem. Oh. So 100%. And um, again, I have another study that will prove that as well, because it actually links so much to the brain, like the dopamine, the re- like the release you get whenever you see notifications and likes and things like that. So we'll discuss that further on. But YouTube was actually just dis- what was deemed to be the most positive. And I actually agree with that. I love YouTube. I know, I'm not a YouTuber. Yeah, you would be a YouTuber, but yeah, I, I love YouTube because, you know, um, I don't know. You're obviously just going to be searching for things that you want to watch. Yeah. You're not going to be looking for something. Yeah, it's like not on your If you if you know that's going to have a mental like an effect on your mental health, you're you just not going to be looking for it. So I think that that's very true. So if if you are ever on um like Instagram or and you do kind of feel that kind of depletion in your mental health and you're not really happy with like how you feel. Go and watch something positive. Go onto YouTube, search something that makes you laugh or something that you enjoy watching. Like me, it'll be fashion videos. Like I absolutely love going on and seeing like hauls and like, me like me, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> so I, like that would be something that I would recommend. Um, and seventy percent of young people, um, favor adding a pop up warning to social media channels, warning them of the heavy usage, and that's just like your. You know, on a Monday when you wake up and then you have this notification saying your screen time oh. and you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so um, I think, oh my gosh, I remember whenever I was isolating, I got the notification like when I was isolating for that week and I, what mean, was, I was shot. I'm not going to mention it. I really am not. I'm not gonna... Was it double figures? Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, it was what literally was it? so bad. It? it was like 11 hours. Ele- yeah, oh I know it's so bad, but at the same time, I didn't have anything to do, and I, I felt like that first week of me isolate, and I was kind of just like feeling sorry for myself. But I don't mm-hmm. recommend it. At the same time, I did use it for like like contacting people, yeah, you're being on the phone to people. people. Like I use yeah. it like for because I was on my own, obviously. So I, I definitely think that I could have been doing more things. Like, I hate seeing screen time. It makes me feel like guilty or something. Yeah. Well, I'm there you go. It says seventy percent of young people favor adding them. So maybe that is maybe people like being aware of the yeah. elements of kind of social towards, media and then pushing yeah. towards it, like an improvement of that and then 91% of 16 to 24 year olds um, use the internet for social networking so that really just states like the amount of people in that in our age range now that use it so it is so so wisely widely used like I don't really know anyone that has never had a social media account yeah I don't, I don't know anyone like um Apart I think it's like, just it's older ones, like my grandma's yeah obviously like that they're not but yeah um, and approximately 5% of young people around the world suffer from social media addiction. So, you know, I actually expect it to be a larger figure, but it's not a good figure in the same way. Like but addiction, I, think- I wouldn't say that I'm addicted to it, but at the same time, if I was ever um, somewhere and I like, couldn't find my phone, I would like, there's a sense yeah. of panic. Yeah. Because like, you feel like connected to it. Like, how would you think if you weren't allowed to go on to another like Instagram Snapchat ever again? Yeah, like, how would you think? Oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> Subconsciously, like, you have a connection. Like, yeah, you have like subconsciously, you have a connection. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's or if you didn't, like, you wouldn't use yeah. it every single day like, for bugs. Research on this has really made me like understand like how much I rely on it. Yeah, it really is. So, um, rates of anxiety and depression have also increased um, by seventy percent in the past twenty five years. Um, and obviously, a huge part of this increase is has a link with the increase in social media usage. And in the UK, four out of five people between the ages of 16 and 24 report that using Twitter, Facebook and Instagram make them feel 
that their anxiety has worsened. So yeah, again, that is stating that like it's like a wide figure and it's reported by a lot of people. Yeah. So um, definitely this is like very very relevant to especially our age group. Um, seven out of ten young people report experiencing cyberbullying, um, through social media, and thirty-seven percent of young people report being cyberbullied on a high-frequency basis. Personally, I can't actually say that I've experienced bullying. I'm really, really lucky in that way. Yeah, but I do think um, it would be much easier for the bully to discriminate and verbally abuse people just because of that actual screen and the, the element of that. Like, well, they can hide behind they, it. They, they, they're hiding behind it. They could actually be anonymous. Like, yeah. Um, Exactly. Like it's so much easier, and that's one of another negative effect of um of social media. You can't really you don't have to take um justification for your actions because yeah. you don't have to like you know you don't have to you can make it yeah and like even it was proved in some of the studies I did like last year that um it, you're better to be able to work out like arguments with your friends and things like that in person rather yeah. so than a, um over online. It's a huge big thing. It's like body language. And yeah, definitely. You like you're missing that whole yeah. thing. So. Um, of those of, who were being cyberbullied, ninety one percent said that there was no action taken by the social um network. So like obviously the the head the yeah, headquarters of really Snapchat, yeah, yeah, um to reprimand the bullies or prevent it from happening. Um, I think this is really scary because if people are refused help, they're more than likely going to have an overall decrease in their mental health and maybe even feel like they're not worth the help. If you get me, if they're being refused help from the officials. Yeah, then well, they're going to think yeah. that oh this is like a stupid thing like I shouldn't even be asking for help and then maybe like stay away and then they it. won't speak about it and that's yeah. how then it worsens it, exactly and it leads to different kind of things um, I, I think bullying though is definitely less of an occurrence at university however if you do feel like you are affected and not really receiving the help like do not isolate yourself I think it's the worst thing you can do is keep it to yourself um, I that's my opinion that bullying isn't really a thing anymore at university. Of course, that it's obviously existing in some kind of levels, but obviously in comparison to like secondary when you're younger, school, yeah, when you're younger, it's kind of um, immaturity. Because, yeah, you, you increase your level of maturity, and if you do have anything to say, most people keep to themselves. Yeah. Um, but um, obviously we don't know that. Maybe there's definitely going to be some people that are suffering. So I am going to list a couple of things that I would recommend for that. Um, at the end of the podcast, but before we move on and discuss ways to tackle um the issues um with social media i want to discuss specifically instagram this is what we've been waiting for <laughs> um so instagram is a platform where i feel that a lot less positive communication is used like there is a lot less communication at, like anyway like it's not really a communication yeah, it's, only, it's a comment yeah or like a dm and, is, like, and i think like there's some like view that like the, the less you say on instagram the better yeah i don't know i, I kind of get that the impersonation of that and I don't really know where it comes from but yeah, especially because if you put up stories you're like oh my god yeah my I'm saying too much yeah because like, that's the thing you're, you're constantly are they going to take other people yeah. yeah and Snapchat is not like that at all yeah 100% um, and I um, and I think that there is very few people I know that don't have the app of Instagram like I like I really don't and I said that before yeah. um, and this app can create a lot of issues and more specifically with self-esteem um, and especially the act of comparison which is oh i'm dead the curse that. it's literally called the curse of comparison yeah um, and i actually looked at a study um for one of my follow-up assignments last year and it basically investigated if the exposure to social media was displaying idealized pictures so obviously like selfies and best the yeah, best best versions best of versions of yourself and um, yeah, will possess um, a potential threat to someone's self-esteem so obviously this is very relevant to what we're talking about today but um it was actually very interesting because it showed that um 
the increased use of other orientated social media decreased appearance um, on self-esteem and other orientated um, use of social media is basically someone that doesn't really post things of themselves but uses it for observing other Others. people yeah so they feel that their self-esteem decreases and that's obviously in correlation with um compa- comparison because yeah. they're not posting things so they're not getting that dopamine release whenever they post things that like like positive feedback sort of thing they're not completely things because of like why would i post that until he looks like this yeah so, like, so and that will obviously have an effect like that will yeah. de- decrease their whole outlook on posting things of themselves um and then however self-oriented social media use which is whenever you're putting up things of yourself and um, like selfies and you're constantly doing that did not impact self-esteem which i think is unbelievable it didn't have any impact on that study and that is like it just it just goes to show that if you're posting pictures that you don't you're not yourself isn't going to be affected because you're getting positive feedback like if you don't receive if you're not receiving positive feedback and um, you're just not receiving anything at all which is one yeah. i suppose positive with instagram it's not that you can like unlike it or like dislike yeah, it yeah, or react, react, react with it. Is, so, yeah. like, there's none of that so it's either you don't get any feedback or you get positive feedback yeah. so that is probably why there is such um you know like a, a pos- like a positive look outlook on people that post stuff yeah. and in comparison people that just sort of like look and compare yeah. themselves um would you, like would you agree with the conclusion I I post but I am constantly comparing myself to other people on Instagram yeah like all the time. It's something you can't like really escape yeah. from. And you even probably can see me. Like, we spend a lot of time together, so yeah. you probably even see me, and I always kind of harp on about it. Yeah, because it like it is like something that is experienced by everyone, and um like in relation to like the the brain and like how your like your brain functions and how you, you kind of accept that. Um, there was actually I was looking into a study um in, in Michigan State University by your uh, one of the first neuroscience that actually did an MRI on the brain. And it was literally just to see that the regions that were active when we post and like something or when we receive a notification, which is again very relevant. Um, and it showed when the when and a like notification appeared, the brain's reward system is active, so it lit up. Um, um and this region is called the ventral um stridium, and it's also active when we're presented with food and drinks and money. So it shows that that kind of reward, if we're given something we like, yeah. Then, um, that you know, our reward system is active, so that shows how the, the connection of why we feel so like, positive when, when we, we get, get that like, kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, um, a messenger substance in the brain that is often associated with social media is dopamine. So we discussed dopamine on the podcast before, but specifically with social media, that's going to like dopamine causes like positive a positive reaction. Yeah. Um, and experiments with money have shown that it's released when we anticipate success. So we obviously feel like we're successful when we receive likes, which is quite, That's quite it's, it's unbelievable, but at the same time, it's understandable because when you see a like, you're just like, oh, a like. You, like, feel, good you like, feel good about yourself. So like that really does link in with that. Um, and this is how research explained why you keep looking at your phone um, whenever you do put on Instagram or whenever you can't put it down because you're talking to someone and you, like, you want someone to reply to you. Whenever you get that reply, you feel... Yeah, you, know, you feel good. Yeah, you yeah. do feel good. Um. Um, and I thought this is so interesting because um, it says our reward system is not only active when we receive likes, it's also active when we like other people's images, which is I like something That's else that I can, yeah, I know. Um, and just check out what our friends are doing. So like that means we're keeping in contact and things like that. Yeah. But he explains this by saying that we want to be liked by others. 
And that's the reason why we feel like that. Because if we're giving um, positive feedback to other people, they're obviously going to think that we are like, oh, that's very kind of us. But you're nice people. We're nice people. And then we will also receive it back whenever yeah. we do the same thing. Yeah. So it's not only we like we feel like we're being rewarded whenever um, we're posting pictures, but it's also kind of given the light whenever we're, like, we're getting presenting positive feedback. Um, and I only admit to relating to some of these points mentioned However, very recently, I think especially due to lockdown, um, the importance of approval from other people and the number of likes I was getting really, really, really disintegrated. I, like, I really don't care anymore. And I, I really can openly admit that I do not care about anything like that anymore. And if I want to post something, I will post it. And I think it's because I established in my head that, that you can post what you want because it doesn't matter what anybody thinks like their opinion doesn't and it's, matter it's your platform too it's so your platform like, and you, you post can... what you want to post um i've never really been like into like i would what i do no i do but like be more inclined to see who you like but as opposed to how many likes i've got yeah and um, i don't have like certain people i would like like i check every post see if they liked it yeah but like if it came up that if you ever liked that i'm like that would make me feel better than maybe 400 other people who like yeah it. Yeah, so like you are like you're kind of caught on your phone and you're like connected to your phone just because you kind of seek the approval of certain people, not yeah. everyone, but certain people. Yeah. Whereas like I have lost that completely. Like I don't care, and I think that is one thing that I really wanted to um emphasize in the podcast today because um I mean it's like social media and like self esteem are are not spoken of at all. Like when I say I have a podcast on mental health. Depression and anxiety are talked about a lot more so than what self-esteem would be. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's so relevant because um, everyone uses social media, especially at university, and it's so important to know that you're yourself. The way you want to get on and be successful is being by being yourself. So don't let other people hold you back from trying to be that kind of person. Like, social media is for you, and it's only for you. It's not for anyone else. And people can choose to like it, and they can choose to not like it. It's up to them, but it's nothing to do with how you should perceive yourself. Um, and actually, the most famous work on comparison, um, the crucial comparison, <laughs> was done in 1954 by Liam Festinger. And it shows how the act of comparison really has developed since then, because he actually coined the term social comparison, and it's actually built around positivity. He actually believed that it gives people a sense of validity and cognitive clarity by um, comparing themselves to others. So, like, it was a good thing back in the day, like, in 1954. However, that just shows you that the acting comparison now um, does not create that kind of positive response. And it shows that we can and we should try and revert back to only using it as a positive positive kind of platform. Um, and I think also part comparison is innate and part learned. Because if we look back to when we were at school, we were constantly being compared to, well, we were comparing ourselves to other people and it, maybe not so much on like what we look like or like what it would be now. It was more on like education and things like that. So we were like, our teachers were um, ranking us on, on praise or giving us gold stars. And say you would look over and your friend would be like on oh, five gold stars today or she would have got a merit and you would be like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, or, like, points and stuff and things. Yeah, yeah, like all of like, it's always been a part of our lives. And, and even like sports days and stuff, whenever you have that and yeah. then you're training primary one, like yeah. you that all the way up in primary school and you're ranked like first, second, third. 100%. You know what I mean, it's, it's just always been the case. Yeah, 100%. And I think you have to kind of remember that, that, that yes, comparison is really, like is so much part of our lives at the minute, but it always has been a part of our lives. So 
it's, it's hard to ignore and not do because it is natural. But there is ways that we can try and decrease the amount we do it and the amount we overthink about things. So I think that really listening to this podcast and realising that it that it's so common, we need to like sort of take control of our actions and try and think of ways that we can like maybe not do it as much. Um, and it's important to remember, as I said, it affects absolutely everyone from, from young to old. Um, but experts agree that women are more susceptible of it because um, of a societal tendency to pit against each other. Like if we look into comparisons that are discussed a lot, it would be Megan versus Kate, um, and Curvy versus Finn, um, single versus married, my car versus her car. So it, it, it's easy to see how comparison is nearly natural, but it, it really just doesn't have to be. And we are individuals, we all have different directions. So we're going to be going different ways. We're going to dress differently. We're going to look differently. We're going to have our salary. We're just not going to be earning the same wage for the rest of our lives. So all of that doesn't matter. It's it's basically based on individuality. And I know this sounds like I'm just completely being PMA, PMA. Because I mean, like, PMA had to come in at some point in this podcast. But it, that's really what it's down to. Posit- like, you have to take the positivity and relate it to yourself. And, and be proud of what you... need to get out of it. Yeah, be proud of what you... Um, have achieved yourself and what you're doing and what the way you're controlling your own life um, and I think that's so important whenever you're whenever you look at someone and you're like oh my gosh they're doing this here and she's away to Spain and I'm sitting here in spa like you, mm. you really you can't do anything about it that's just the way your life is they're living a different life than you so ignore their lives and just focus on yours and you'll have what you can you can take any success that you you work for yourself and people only show the good in their lives they're not going to show the days they're sitting <laughs> at home more and more definitely or whatever definitely um and so if we're relating to um as you said like putting up selfies and things like that um it shows you as you said you're they're showing the best versions of yourself and statistics show that for every selfie that we see on instagram around 10 attempts of that selfie have been made and can i say that is you you, no that's you that is you (laughs) um but so much of what we see on our screens is it's half truth a virtual perfect would world that disguises what's going on in 4D. So despite many of us understanding this in theory, our self-esteem is still battered because our brain is hardwired to prioritise what it sees. So your happiness becomes a moving target based on the half-truth that you're being sold to on social media. So you finally get what you expected would make you happy and then you see something like a highlight reel or like if you put up a selfie or you're going on holidays and um, say to the Caribbean and you're like, oh my gosh, putting it on my Instagram stories is great. Then someone else will put one up and uh, they could be in New York and they see someone famous and then you're like, oh, I wish I was them. So you're going to be constantly trying to... You always want more. You want more. Yeah. And it's, it's really, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, like that's, you have to understand the, the body always wants, the body and mind will always work to achieve the best that they can possibly do. But when you achieve it, never going to be enough yeah, whenever you're constantly comparing yourself yeah you're never going to be fulfilled or yeah do you know what I mean thankful for what, what you actually have so we really just need to try and cut this out um, and the statistics are there to prove that people reveal the best versions of themselves here so if you can accept this but instead don't think deeply into it make the picture spread positive energy and then move on completely just pursue the PMA as I'm saying that's really 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 important because you need to be happy for them people that are achieving and doing well because you will too if you kind of have that positive mentality, like, mentality about it 100% so 
Social media is, is a unique opportunity to connect with other people, so it does have a positive impact. Um, we can get information in an unconventional way and exchange it and learn from very different people. So we can you can see we can shape the way we use social media. And if the people you follow give you a bad feeling or affect your mood or self-esteem, just follow them or discover the reason why they create that response for you. So try and, like, try and work out the problem. If you feel like you are on Instagram too much and whenever you go on Instagram, you see um, people that are making you kind of feel bad about yourself, then try and stop, think about it and say, why is that? I feel like that. And if you really think that the best opportunity or best thing to do to tackle that is to unfollow them, say if it's a celebrity that you think, is making you like feel self-conscious and things like that then if you don't want them on your feed then you should take them off but that's just the same as the way tiktok works if when you're on tiktok and um, you don't like the kind of videos you're seeing you just stop like them and you stop interacting with them and then soon your like your we page for you page or whatever it's called will be filled with things that are only you positive do like yeah. i don't have tiktok but on instagram i don't follow many celebrities or anything yeah because i used to follow tons and then you're constantly seeing their life or whether I or the body and mm-hmm. I'm not there and I just demented me like yeah so I don't I follow I don't follow many well a lot like I think TikTok has actually got really wide and a lot of people there's a lot of comments personally and from my experience TikTok is like really positive for me because I like I actually love it and it makes me happy and like there's wee funny things on like I think it's just my for you page that I could myself is positive which like it just shows you that's one of the, the ways you can make it positive is just if you are constantly just using positive videos and things like that there then that's what you're going to be viewing just like youtube to some degree um, have however it, however there is people that actually look for like seem to be interacting with things that are detrimental yeah. and like say for instance and um, there was a celebrity recently that spoke out about um the use of videos and um, kind of you know romanticizing almost like eating disorders and saying how like this is great and like lovely like the background music was lovely and like she was just like going about saying that she didn't eat anything and things like that there and then people were like oh my I could see in the comments people were actually saying things like I could never do that I wish I had the power to do that and like that just shows you how someone putting out yeah one video like that yeah can affect affect other people so if you don't want anything to do with that kind of thing it's so easy for you to either block that person or and unfollow that person or even delete the app if you feel like you know what i'm only getting negative energy from this i don't need this then you have to take that control and you have to do that for yourself you put yourself first 100 yeah um and don't let what other people think of you influence the way you carry or portray yourself and just for the sake of acceptance or for likes if you want to show your love for photography or sing or for singing um or like you want to show a picture of the cows that are in next the next field, just show them. Like who like it doesn't matter what people think. If you want to, it's your social media account, you can put whatever you want to put out there. And if it's going to bring you positive energy and positive um, you know, and a positive mentality, then then do it. You do you. Um, yeah, exactly. You do you. Um and then social media, I think the whole environment of it will become gradually a better place because it's gonna be just a positive platform. So if we start to take these steps. And we start to put only things that we enjoy, then everyone's going to start doing that, and then we'll see, we'll learn from other people, and you know, people are going to be influenced by that, like by that. So I think that's one of the things that we should take from this is that that it it kind of is all to do with like how positive you are and like trying to. It's how you you use it. Yeah, it's how you use it, but also kill out that negative 
negative energy that it's bringing you. If it is bringing you negative, then you, you have to take it on yourself to block out. So focus on yourself. Try comparing. You could try this. Well, I think maybe if you compare yourself to yourself for the next few days, instead of saying, like, for instance, this would be me. <laughs> My cousin Anna is flat out at the gym and I haven't been in a week. Instead, say, Neve, you finished two assignments today. You have worked out or you've worked in your shop or whatever you've done every single day too and then you've also fit it into a podcast be proud of yourself and then you can gym next week so you know try and see the positive of what you've done don't if you if you're comparing yourself to others you you can compare yourself and say oh they've done this here but i've done this here instead of being like they've done this here i'm not doing this here yeah just because you're not doing what they're doing doesn't mean you're not doing anything yeah as i said that just really really leads on to the bit that everyone leads their own different lives everyone has their own hobbies everyone does their own things and just because you don't like them or don't do them doesn't mean that you're less of a person so comparison and judgment just stir up negative energy and um that that will then in turn be sent out to other people around you and it doesn't benefit anybody, can I say. So next time you catch yourself in the comparison trap, pause, send love and kind thoughts instead of, you know, comparing yourself and being negative and um, especially uh, to yourself. Um, compliment them um, and say it silently to yourself. Say that you're also like that and appreciate what is positive about others. So if people are putting up pictures of themselves that they look lovely. Like, you appreciate that. Appreciate that they're putting that out for themselves and they're feeling great about that. And then... Um, that means that you'll start to do that and have that like you know energy and and start stop realizing that the comparison trap trap is really 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 toxic and that we're not really going to get away from that unless we take control and start being um more like appreciative of what the th- what things it can have for us if, you know just cut out the whole negative part of comparison because we're always going to be doing it just make it more of a positive feedback or maybe like areas for improvement say if you do look at that girl on instagram and she's got a six pack and you want a six pack and you don't have a six pack you can say to yourself oh um you know i can work towards that if i want to like, set yourself goals if you don't of. want to mm-hmm. then you don't want to but just you could use it for maybe a, a like ways for improvement if someone's um like doing more things like extracurricular activities and you feel like oh i'm not doing enough well then you can start taking on things like that too and um, instead of just feeling bad you like, stop seeing the bad you're gonna be wasting your you're gonna be wasting time just thinking about and um, how it's having a negative effect on you and how you're lazy just take control of the situation and do something about it um in terms of our discussion earlier on social media and on cyberbullying, if you feel that you can possibly relate, um, yeah, do not suffer in silence. You are worth a lot more than the treatment that you're receiving. So a few of the services that I can recommend for this kind of thing um, is Childline Anti-Bullying um, Helpline, the Parents Helpline, um, Northern Ireland Commissioner for Children and Young People, Parentline Northern Ireland, and Northern Ireland Anti-Bullying Forum. Um, these are all recommended services um, so if you think of someone maybe that relates to that and maybe you don't make sure you take note of it and maybe let them aware of it um, because it's it's really really important that we you know help each other and um, if you do think that maybe some people are suffering with things like social media and self-esteem and confidence and things like that and um, it's really important that support is involved in the kind of process as well and and last tip, try and decrease your screen time as hard as it is. Use your phone for a positive platform for the amount of time that you do go on it. And then soon it will radiate only positive vibes. 
So today I am going to finish with um, a simple reminder and quote from Stephen Furtick. So the reasons why we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. So that just reminds you um, the reason why we struggle with our insecurities is because of the act of comparison. Um, we need to forget that you know negative impact of it and see the good. See that they're doing something, they're doing something positive and take that positivity onto yourself instead of seeing it only as a negative impact. So Everyone, thank you very much for listening to this little short podcast today. Um, it was just kind of a reminder um, of, you know, again, positive mental attitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and specifically with social media, because social media is so... It's a huge know, thing in our lives It's a today, huge yeah. thing in our lives today. And um, it's important to become, like sort of be in touch with that kind of um, reliance you have with it and try and pursue it only in a positive way because it's so easy to just, like, you know take it in a negative way and you know that that's one of the things like anxiety and depression start to increase so you know obviously and when we do discuss things like that in the podcast like anxiety and depression social media is going to be one of the reasons for that so just by taking this um social media impact and then taking it into a podcast we can sort of tackle issues and break the social media impact down and then that maybe will decrease things like anxiety and depression and you know worse things to come after that so um Thank you for listening and um, I'm really excited for the coming weeks on the show and um, so just tune in for that and um, see you soon.